Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who makes all things new, whose mercy endures forever. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let's pray. O God, in the transfiguration of your Son, you confirmed the mysteries of the faith by the witness of Moses and Elijah. And in the voice from the bright cloud declaring Jesus, your beloved Son, you foreshadowed our adoption as your children. Make us heirs with Christ of your glory, and bring us to enjoy its fullness through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God.
Now it's time for our children's message. We need more kids. I think we can handle it. No, we can't. Well, today we're gonna talk about a new word. We're gonna hear, oh, is Lisa gonna join us as a kid? Okay, Lisa's here with us as a kid. So the word we're gonna hear today is transfigured. Do you know what that means? Um, yes. What, it, what do you think it means? I don't know. You don't know. Do you know what the word transform means? No. No? Do you know what the word change means? Yes. Yes, you know what the word change means. Do you want to give me an example of something changing? Mm, how you feel goes to a to your heart. Oh, sometimes change can be how you feel good in your heart. That's a good one. Today, no, it's Sumi's turn. What does Sumi think something about changes? Sometimes you do Oh, yep, there's change in a school day when it changes from the weekend to a school day. Well, today, the change we're going to talk about is Jesus being transfigured and changing how he looks. Have you ever changed how you look? No. Sumi has not changed how he looks. No, because he's a stuffed bear and does not get bigger. But do you look the same you looked when you were born? Yes. Are you sure you don't think you might be a little bit taller with a little more hair? <laughs> no. Yeah, we don't stay the same forever. Do you think I always looked like this? No. Nope. I kind of look like you and your sister. When it's time to do it? When it's time, yeah. So today we're going to hear about how Jesus was transfigured in the sermon or and in the in the gospel. Are you going to listen for that? Yep. Yep. Can we pray? Let's pray. It's time to pray. Here. Yep. Dear God, thank you so much for changing us, for helping us grow, and for the stories about how you've changed others. Amen. Please rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel. Before he enters Jerusalem, where he will be crucified, Jesus is revealed to Peter, James, and John in a mountaintop experience of divine glory called the Transfiguration. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. 
and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud, a voice said, this is my son, the beloved. With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. So yes, transfiguration. It's a, it's a great word. And as Amanda said, it means tra- change in appearance. There's trans, transform is change in form. Transfigure, change in appearance. Uh, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about things that appear different to us at, at different times. When, when Amanda was talking to Victoria, she says, do you think you look the same? Well, we have pictures of her looking different, so we have evidence. We can show her later. But I would imagine some of you have gone back to places where you were a little kid, either a parental home or a school that you went to as a kid. Everybody has those places. Okay, and when you go later on, what's different? Go. Everything looks smaller. Yeah, everything looks smaller. And I bet there are things about it that it's like, this isn't how I remember it. Now, which probably has changed more? Your, I'm just going to say my elementary school or me? Huh? Oh, you think of the elementary school? Okay, that's possible. But, but we grow and change, and as we grow and change, while we're being transformed, that which we encounter, we're encountering it differently. We see it differently, including the way we encounter God and the way God lets us encounter God. When we go through our day-to-day life, we focus on the practical things. Where are my keys to the car? Did I already put the creamer in the coffee? I guess you can tell by looking at it, huh? Uh, did I already put the sugar in my coffee? Uh, you know, have I remembered to brush my teeth? Um, you know, those, those sorts of things. Got to pay this bill. Whatever it is that you're thinking about during, during those in-between times at service. I got to remember this, this, and this. Those are the details that we spend most of our time and most of our day thinking about where we're going, what we're doing, what we need to take care of, how to manage daily life. And when something happens, for example, I knock over my coffee, because I do, because I'm clumsy, then I'm focused very much on wiping up the coffee. Right? How important in my life at that moment is the coffee? Very. How important is it in my life? Hopefully not that important. How important is it 
in life inconsequential, right? The, the, the world keeps turning, stuff keeps happening, whether or not I knock over my coffee completely, irrelevant. But at the moment I do it, that's where my focus is. That's where my attention is, and that's what's important. And that's a lot of times how we spend our day, and that's a lot of times how we encounter God. We encounter God in those moment-to-moment moments, those moment-to-moment events, those moment-to-moment connections. Our understanding of what God has done for us and what God is calling us to do may change the way we interact with the people that we live with, the people that we go to church with. It may affect how we determine is best to take care of our body and to take care of the earth. It may affect whether or not we walk somewhere or drive. Those are those moment to moments. But if I ask people, where do you encounter God? It's unlikely, I don't mostly hear people say, well, when I'm cleaning up the coffee that I kicked over or knocked over. It's just not mostly what people say. People have different, different moments and different ways that they experience God, but it's usually not in those details that take up the majority of our lives. It may well be in connecting with, with nature and the beauty where we live. It may well be in some relationships that are especially sacred. It may, it may be in, in gifts or even just moments, watching kids be kids, those moments. When I ask, what is God doing in the world? And what is God calling us to do in the world? It is probably even bigger than that, which is why we raise money in the change for good jar, or why we're, we're, you know, service to all people is part of our mission, or looking out for and standing up for those whose voice is not being heard, taking action in the world. And then there's the whole scheme of 2,000 years of Christian history and the time before that. And transfiguration is this moment where all of that is being tied together and identified in Jesus. So all of this encounter with God from Moses, it's why we start with the story of Moses on the mountaintop, and Moses encountering God in the voice that comes from the cloud, and in this time on the mountain. And we hear that story, and all that time, to the moment of Jesus being revealed as, as the, the fulfillment of that long history is in the transfiguration. The way, the, the language that is useful for me is, uh, and a seminary professor said this, is that the, the day-to-day things, what we're doing right now, how we experience things right now, that's the imminent, right? Right now, imminent. Imminent, imminent as in immanent, meant immanent, spelled differently, is that which is transformative, I-M-A-N-E-N-T. Um, which is different from I-M-N-I-N-E-N-T. Imminent, immediate, imminent, trans, uh, transcendent. 
It's that moment when the imminent and the imminent meet. That which we know goes way beyond our daily experience, way beyond our world, way beyond our priorities, way beyond our, you know, even our lives and how small my elementary school looks to me. All of that is met in this moment of right now. Right now. Christ being revealed as the fulfillment of all that. And then it says, and then they're walking down the hill and Jesus says, don't tell anybody. Because we can't stay there. Imagine if you spent all of your time thinking about all the needs in the world. And there are some of us that have, have moments of that and have to be reminded that that's really God's job. Because we cannot, we cannot survive if all we ever do is think about that which is transcendent. Attend to that which is global. Attend to that which goes beyond our practical lives. We live our lives in the mundane. We live our lives in the daily. We live our lives in the right now. Which we know is related. We know that we're adopted into the kingdom in baptism. We know that we are being called to the reign of God. But we also know that if you spill the coffee, you have to wipe it up. Especially if it has sugar or milk in it. That's the coming down the hill. So transfiguration is about the perspective and the being able to, to step back and see the kingdom perspective at some moments and, and, and have that change who you are. Have that change the you so that you come to church and experience it as different. And so you go into your mundane life and experience it as different. And you experience your own call as different. But when, once you're changed by that, then you have to go back to spending most of your moments in the right now. The, the key is to hear what God is calling you to in those transforming moments, in those moments when God is revealed in this spectacular, transfigured way. What is God calling you to? Because we're not baptized for no reason. We're not baptized just to be baptized. We don't become Christians just to become Christians. We come, become Christians, and then we're called to live into our calling, which is about continual repentance, continual Submission to God's will, continual service, continual study, continual growth, continual renewal, and continual presenting ourselves again for those moments when God is revealed to us. You can't plan them. You can't schedule for yourself uh, what's called a mountaintop experience. Well, you can try. Uh, it very seldom works. Those moments happen when they happen. And sometimes at really surprising times that you think, oh, okay, there's God. 
So we present ourselves to be open from that, from that, and then we say, now what does this mean? What does this mean for our life? What am I supposed to be doing about this? Who am I supposed to serve? Who am I supposed to invite? Who doesn't know that God loves them? Who doesn't know that they're good enough just as they are? What is some work that I'm capable of doing that I'm being called to do? Who's somebody that needs me to call them? What does that mean in my day-to-day life? So just invite, invite God to be revealed to you that way and to give you some guidance, because you're going to go about your daily life, being your daily life. And if it affects what you buy, say, is, is, is part of my understanding of God's calling, meaning I buy some things and not others, is, is part of the way God has transformed me is to respond to certain, uh, certain interactions differently, more kindly, more peacefully? What's different? What needs to be different? When the imminent and the imminent come together, that should change you. Just like it changed Christ. And when you're walking down off the mountain, I mean, I just picture them walking down. By the way, you guys, don't tell anybody. Realize God's present in that, too. God's present in that, too. And God's calling you to experience God's presence in that. Knowing, trusting that Jesus is walking down the mountain, too. Let us confess together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Called together to follow Jesus, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Embolden your church as it witnesses to the majesty and mercy of your Son. Equip lay preachers, deacons, and pastors. Move us to share our stories of your faithfulness and forgiveness. May our lives proclaim your greatness. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Dwell with your whole whole creation, from the tallest mountain peak to the deepest valley. Bless the work of conservation organizations and protect vital habitats. Support the work of disaster relief agencies around the world. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Guide and give wisdom to all in authority, our local and state leaders, state and national legislators, and our president. Bring freedom and justice to all nations. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Give shelter to those lacking safe homes. Spur communities to work for fair housing for all. Protect our neighbors whose dwellings do not keep out dangerous cold. 
Accompany with your touch those who are homebound, sick, or isolated. Merciful God, make us eager to receive your word in scripture. Help us recognize Jesus' voice in the needs of our neighbors. Make us confident to follow the way of the cross. Merciful God, receive our thanksgiving for the holy ones who have guided us in faithfulness and gathered even the unlikely as your people. With our forebears in faith and all who have, adopt, adopt, who have hoped in you, teach us to wait with courage until the promised day dawns. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We bring to you our needs and hopes, O God, trusting your wisdom and power revealed in Christ crucified. Amen. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC Food Pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together. The mission, the mission of, of Resurrection, Resurrection Lutheran, Lutheran Church, Church is to promote spiritual, spiritual growth, growth in Christ and service to all people. Now we're just going to hold up one hand. The God who faithfully brings forth justice and breaks the oppressor's rod, bless, strengthen, and uphold you, today and always. Amen. Go in peace. Follow the way of Jesus. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.